over all the things. Ooh, fun apple yeah, shapes. Caramel apple caramel filled what? chocolate and then peanut butter filled chocolate, which looks like they say it's spooky eyeballs, but it's just the eggs that they put a different wrapper on and they just uh -huh. use the same. <laughs> uh-huh. They're a little smaller than the eggs. Well, they probably had some, though, that were the that size. That were too little? Yeah. Well, I bet they had, like, the little mini eggs also, oh, you know? Oh, 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 They probably oh. had a variety <laughs> for the Easter. The Easter. <laughs> Hello, Miss Jada. And then for football season, they can have football shape. Aw, football. That's almost the tree shape, too. <laughs> almost. I mean, they could just put a tree on there and be like, it's a it's tree. It's a tree. <laughs> um, my tattoo's healing up nicely. Yeah. It's a little scabby. It's a little, a little itchy. Scabby. But it's for the most good, part, yeah. It was last Wednesday, so nine days ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's healing up. I mean, it looked really good right away, too, though. Yeah. Like it. I don't know. I just usually swell up a lot. Mm. <laughs> when I get Mine gets red and angry like the next day. Mm. The next like two days. It's like all hot and pink mm -hmm. all around it. Um, but that's me. <laughs> um, How do tattoos affect you? Tell us about ink and your epidermis. Welcome to the tattoo podcast. The two tattoos ladies. Two tattooed. Tattoo LaRue. Um, <laughs> tattoo. How many tattoos do you have? Do you know offhand? Mm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Seven. Seven. Seven tattoos. I never can get an accurate count. I think mine is more, I think it's between 15 and 20. <laughs> well, I mean, you could count them right now. I know, but I always miss one. One, two, three. Four, five, mm -hmm. six, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. Seventeen. So yes, I think in I got between them all. fifteen and twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I always miss one. Like I'm like, I don't know, did I get them all? Like I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I need to get more, but I'll have to well, you'll be real close. Yeah, I know. I'm. I can walk to get tattoos. I'm Yay! very excited about that. <laughs> Check mark on my home wish list. <laughs> home wish list. <laughs> um, this is a big week in our town. This weekend is Oktoberfest. Yes, Oktoberfest is a big deal. It's a here. drinking holiday. It is a big drinking holiday, and we are a big drinking area. Yeah, it's like. Lots of bars. The ultimate get-together. Like, mm -hmm. most bars, I would say, open at 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. Some bars open at 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. Because I remember last year going to work at my, for my 6 a.m. shift and being like, oh, well, my God. Like, there's the one that has, like, a breakfast, um, I think, tomorrow morning, probably. Yep. All you can eat. Yeah. Like, eggs and bacon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I bet Saturday a lot of them open earlier because of the parade. It just is... To be able to drink for 72 hours, basically, for, like, Thursday yeah, mm, through... No. <laughs> oh, God. It's just... You get so sleepy. It's so tight tie I'm a tight tight baby. Yeah. Um, Partway through the day, you're just like, oh, why? Why did I... Why? What if I was asleep right now? <laughs> that would be great. Um, And then also just, like, 
to not, I don't know, you think about somebody who drinks for that long, like, are you happy that whole time? Do you get belligerent? Do you get, like, throw-up-y? Because, like, nobody needs that. Yeah. A lot of bars also close off their restrooms and just rent porta-potties. Mm-hmm. Good plan. Easier. They They don't have to service them. Yeah. Um... We don't, at our work, we're pretty slow, but we don't put our glass tabletop outside. Because two or three years ago, somebody fell into it and broke it. Oh, no. And this guy was like, I'm really sorry. But he was, like, all covered in, like, glass and blood. And we were like, oh, my God, are you okay? Like, Yeah, lots of stumbling. I feel like that would not be conducive. But, yeah, you, you work at a pretty chill joint we are so. like super slow during Oktoberfest. we're also like Good. two streets away which is <laughs> yeah. nice um because we don't get just like people who happen to also mm-hmm. be, like just like, stumble in yeah like here's the next place on the list let's yeah it doesn't really get a happen, shot here which is nice <laughs> uh that's definitely a positive <laughs> we do serve a lot of beers in the mornings though i would say those, right. those yeah. mornings are the mornings i pour the most beer it's probably like the chill Oktoberfest going people, though, that are coming to get their nice beers. Yeah, they're like craft beer. And um, we do, I mean, we do serve food, but yeah, most people are like, give me a bratwurst. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have. And listen. I can roll your crepe up to look kind of like a bratwurst, (laughs) put it inside another crepe. (laughs) No shame to bratwurst. It's very good. Yeah, I do like a bratwurst. Yeah. Yeah, the occasional brat. Brat fly. Brats are cool. Um, that would be our pupcaster, Jada. Yes. Jenny. As always, our little jingly, <laughs> jingle jangle borky girl. friend. <laughs> well, we are on to season two, episode 11. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is Shades of Grey's, a dark and twisted <laughs> podcast. I'm, it is. I'm Bethany. And I'm Katie. <laughs> um, yeah, season two, episode 11. We're mm-hmm. trucking on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're, I think, how many episodes does season two have? Like, 22? Yeah, we're, like, halfway through, and we are nowhere near the most <gasps> dramatic moments. They're so, I, I like, looked Ugh. through again, because I forgot again just how many, I mean, there's only, like, two major drama points. Yeah, but. but there's two. There's, there's two major drama points and we haven't upcoming, and we haven't even them. gotten to them yet. Yeah, for real. Oh, very exciting. Yes. Um, exciting and ouch, my heart. Oh, always ouch, my heart. Sorry, I punched the Doritos bag and made a ASMR Thank noise. Because mm. <laughs> I brought snacks. Um, I am seeing a lot of stuff for season 15, which is coming out. Yeah, I think it just it just premiered um, last night. Okay. Because it's a Thursday thing. It yeah. premiered last night. Yeah. We, are, we are not up to date, so we do not know all of the people, nope. all of the characters, or what is so exciting. I did see the trailer. Um, okay. I'm trying to think if that's what I saw. It was a very weird clip that it looked like what they would play on Ellen before somebody is on oh. the show. Yeah. It I don't was know. weird. Um, the one I saw, they there was one point where they made it look like um, Meredith was getting together with a doctor who I have seen briefly. Like, I did make it to when he started on the show, okay. DeLuca. Oh, um, no. You don't know? I have no idea. Um, 
But then I saw another clip later that showed that it was just part of a dream sequence where she keeps dreaming and then she wakes up and then she's with another one of the doctors. So like Jackson comes in shirtless at one point and then she wakes up again and then it's a different guy who I've never seen before. And then, (laughs) or I have seen him before, not in this show. It was a guy from Allie McBeal. Oh, interesting. Hey. Which I think would be a fun crossover crossover that would be interesting (laughs) (laughs) i've never seen Allie mcbeal i've never watched that um i think i saw all of it i watched all of it nice on netflix at one point okay i didn't watch it in the you know the original run of the show because i was a small child sure (laughs) oh jada sneezies have a sneeze for us but it was a fun show i liked it a lot nice Um, i don't think i've ever seen it it was amusing um, uh, Jada, what do you need, friend? <laughs> what do you need? You don't know. That's a hard question, isn't it? It's so difficult. Mom, don't do it. Anyway, <laughs> we are on season two, episode 11. Jada, you don't want us to talk? You don't like when we talk? On a rather lonely heart. It's the only part of that song I know. Uh, it's by Yes, mm-hmm. which is prog rock. Yeah, owner of a lonely heart, 1983 by Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there are a lot of songs called that. Turns out. Yes, but I knew it was this one. You did. Yeah, I had to look at the like Gray's wiki to make sure. Mm. But you had heard that before. I well, never heard this one. I guess I assumed that it was this one. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's prog rock, which I don't know what that is. Oh, it's very 80s. Progressive rock and roll. Uh, it's nighttime in Seattle when we open Meredith's mm-hmm. voiceover. Opens talking about a Beatles song, which yeah. I thought was kind of funny. Like, yeah. A different song title. Yeah. Um, which we just had Let It Be mm-hmm. not that long ago. So. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, everyone knows the Beatles, so I'm That's sure. true. Meredith also does. It's universal. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Beatles wanted to know where all the lonely people came from, and Meredith has her own theory about that. She thinks that they all come from the hospital, and specifically from the surgical wing. That's where... That's where most of those lonely people come from. Do you know what that makes? It makes me think of that Dr. Dog song where it talks about, where did all the shadow people mm-hmm. go? That's what it makes me think of. Where did all the lonely people go? Yeah. Except where did they come from? Yeah. Where did they go? Where did they come from? <laughs> so bad. Oh, no. Um, so then we see all the interns in the NICU, which is the neonatal intensive care unit. Mm-hmm. Been there. Done that. Oh, yeah. You have more. Yeah. Um, They're competing yeah. for who has the best quint. Yeah, because as you may remember from the last episode, the mm-hmm. quints were delivered. We've got yeah. Kate and Charlotte and Emily and Julie. And Lucy. And Lucy. I don't feel like we talk about Lucy very much in this uh, She's George's quint, mm. and she doesn't have a lot going on. No. She's, like, mostly good, so. She's chill. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they all have their own quint that they're kind of assigned to look after, and mm-hmm. so they're having a friendly little, oh, mine's better because of this, and mine's yeah. better because of this. It's sweet. Very cute. Um. Yeah, this 
might be one of the first times we have ever seen patients in the next episode. Mm-hmm. That they cross over into two episodes. Yeah. Because we also, I, I think we talked about Mr. Martin on the last episode and we said we don't really know, we don't get to see him again, but we do get to see him. That's right. A little bit in this episode. That's um, right. Yeah, his storyline didn't really get tied up, but you could kind of assume what happened. Mm-hmm. But then he is in this one. So. Yeah, it's kind of a change of... The way that things go, rather than being sort of a procedural where you get an enclosed yep. sort of story every episode, we're getting sort of a... More yeah. of a progressive storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the layout has changed um, a little bit, but... Um, it shows that they are growing as a television series. Yeah, it's good. And I think, like, sometimes um, series do things, like, mid-season that are dramatic. You know, they mm-hmm. don't always wait till the season's end. And you could argue... This season does that a couple times. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, yeah. So I just, just for the sake of keeping up, uh, George has Lucy, Meredith has Charlotte, Izzy has Emily, Christina has Julie, and Alex has Kate. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alex tries to talk to Izzy, but Izzy's like, no. Yeah, Izzy <laughs> is upset. She doesn't want to talk to him, and she wants him to leave, and so he asks if they can kind of keep an eye on Kate and he leaves. Yep. Meredith volunteers to watch Kate. Um, mm-hmm. And Izzy is just kind of going on to everybody else like, his loss, like, I'm mind-blowing in bed. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's very adamant about that. Um, yeah. Christina is confused as to why are you trying to seduce us? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, if you'll remember, Alex was sleeping with Olivia and yes. Izzy busted in. Izzy busted in and saw all the things. Um, all the things. George is, says, you know, oh, Alex has always been Alex. And Meredith is like, <laughs> boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Alex will be Alex. Um, yeah. Also, just side note, we are mid Kavanaugh trial right now. Yeah. This will be a few weeks before you're actually listening to this, but it has been an emotional roller coaster of a couple of days. It's been a very it's rough, difficult time to be on the internet. It's been on the really... internet to be a woman. In life. In life. Um, in America. It's been really good to see all the beautiful things that have come out. Um, mm-hmm. The support for survivors and um, the art and the movement that is mm-hmm. growing. And there is going to be, at this point, there is going to be a, an investigation that is going to move forward now. Nice. The FBI. I guess Trump put that in now. That there okay. is going to be, they are going to reopen that. So... That's good. So that that's is like, good. okay, there's a step. Yeah. We're and moving I, that way. I would say on almost every, like, feminist kind of, uh, like, Instagram I follow, mm-hmm. there's been somebody who has commented and been, like, really, I would say, speaking to the other side. And sure. they're very much like, I don't have any room for that kind of intolerance. Mm-hmm. Um, I... You know, people are like, you don't have any evidence. How can you say that about him? And right. it's like, how, whatever. How how do you get evidence of that? Like, that's. How. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I, the other thing I see in addition to people supporting survivors is being really gentle and saying like, if you can't fight this fight right now, if you need to take a break. Right. Please yeah. walk away. Mm-hmm. Please you have to put your own 
oxygen mask on first. Like, yeah, a lot of support for people who may be going through reliving their traumatic experiences or not able to emotionally handle that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In fact, uh, Busy Phillips posted this week mm-hmm. a photo of her when she was 14. Yes. Um, very and she's like, I haven't said anything about this assault for 25 years. Like, or however long, mm-hmm. you know? Um, well, yeah, she hadn't told anyone about it up until recently because she wrote about it in her book. Yeah. And she had only just told her family like the month before. And there are so many women in the public eye that are going through that. Mm-hmm. And... I think very boldly and, and, you know, fortuitously right now is the time that they've chosen to speak out. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure in the future, unfortunately, more women and men will have that same thing to say Mm -hmm. of like, I couldn't do it then. Here I am now with my story. Right. Um, And so I just kind of want to echo that of like, if that's too hard for you Mm -hmm. in the midst of this, that is okay. Like you're still on the team. We still need you. And, like, come back to the bench after you take a minute. Like, right. take yeah. all the time you need and, like, we'll be here. And for those that are speaking out right now, like, we believe you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We hear you. We believe you. We believe you. It's a really fucking hard thing to do. And so, like, there's no wrong way to do it. And, like, thanks for speaking up. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Ford. Thanks, Dr. Ford. Sorry, that all spurned out of Alex has always been Alex. <laughs> boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. That's where we went with that. Um, yeah. Actually, and- yeah, it spurns more out of George than of Alex, I feel Agreed. like. Agreed. Agreed. And George, in even in this episode later on, you know? Yeah, his narrative of like, his, oh, poor me. His life yeah. story. Um, Unfortunately. In, <laughs> Meredith also tells Izzy that she dodged a bullet and that Izzy is better off without him and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, they're all kind of telling her this and Izzy doesn't really like that. She's nope. kind of like, oh, well, thanks for the support, guys. Like, that's yeah. not... She wanted someone to support her somehow differently than that. Yeah, instead I don't know of what she like, was looking for. I don't know either. I mean, it wasn't super supportive what they were saying. Like, they were kind of... <laughs> They were like, oh, what did you expect from him? Like, uh-huh. he's Alex. He's always a crappy dude. And- yeah. I, maybe she just wanted someone to also crap on him with her. Well, yeah. She wants that throughout the whole episode. Yeah. She's really not liking everything that people are saying about Alex. Izzy isn't able to sort of turn the camera on herself and be like, okay. Yeah. Where am I in this? What am I doing? Yeah. Yeah, she needs a mirror. Which, like, yeah, it sucks that the person you are starting to get into slept, you know, slept mm-hmm. with somebody else. Of course. Like, that's that it sucks. sucks. Like. It hurts. But also, they weren't dating. That's his choice. Unfortunately, it yeah. affected you negatively. But, like, he didn't owe you anything. And nobody else really owes you anything either. Yeah, there was no agreement. Like, I remember, like, they were talking about, like, she was like, well, what are we doing? And he's like, I'm going to kiss you again and again and again. Mm -hmm. Like, that was his define the relationship was like, we're not in a relationship. I'm just going to keep kissing you. Like, (sighs) 
Ugh, anyway. Uh, Alex. So, Bailey asks who's on call. Just Izzy. So, everybody gets to go home and get some sleep. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. And we hear a voiceover about ignoring uh, our own needs to meet patient needs. Yeah. Surgeon to ignore their needs to help others. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as women, mm-hmm. we often fall into that role also. I've seen a lot of parallel in this episode where it's like... <laughs> Mother specifically. Women kind. <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. I really see that. Oh yeah. Mothers for sure. Yeah. Um, so Meredith is kind of restless in bed, and then George is restless in bed. Mm-hmm. And then we see Izzy, she's kind of laying her head next to an incubator in the NICU. Yeah. Yeah, Meredith and George both kind of roll over and look at the other side of the bed like, oh, I wish no someone was laying here. there. Yeah. I feel like they were both laying on the same side though. They also. Are. So it's like You'd have to work that out. George, you may think you want Meredith there, but (laughs) then you'd have to give up your side. That's right. Yeah. It's it's just not meant to be, George, as so many people keep telling you. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Will he listen? We'll see. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we see Christina. She's kind of running around Burke's place sniff testing things. Yeah. She like (laughs) runs out of the bedroom, scurries out like a little wild animal, kind (laughs) of like crouches down, grabs out a shirt like, is this Is it clean? I don't know. And Burke is sitting at the table. He made a real fancy breakfast. It's so fancy. It's fancy. He has two plates on top of uh, placemats. Um, there's lots of toast. Yeah. So much toast. So toast. Two strawberries on each plate. Ooh. Um, an omelet. Yeah. And something else there that looks like maybe small pancakes or something. Cute. Like off to the other side of the strawberries. Both plates are perfectly symmetrical. Yes. And also perfectly symmetrical glasses of juice. Just yep. half of the glass. Mm-hmm. Measured very well. <laughs> Plus... Coffee mugs. That's coffee. That designer had so much fun. Like we got to make it just right because it's Burke and he's it's anal. Burke and he <laughs> loves to be particular. Um, it's a very fancy breakfast, and it is. And he's reading his paper very nonchalantly, <laughs> um, so as not to spook the wild animal. Is what I wrote. Like he's <laughs> he's trying not to mo- make any sudden movements. <laughs> but also, he prepared like a domestic feast yes and that spooks the wild animal yes she she can't she's gotta go get the good cases she gotta go in early <laughs> which she doesn't, she have time. doesn't have to round before everyone else but to christina christina does she has to yeah and she's like you know that you know this about me like that yeah that's the thing i have to do and burke does convince her to take a sip of coffee and she pours it really messily into a to-go cup. So messy. She's just spilling everywhere into the travel mug. It's so funny. And she's like, bye. I don't even think she says goodbye. I think she just leaves. She, yeah, she rushes out. And I think he says bye. Like, after she closes yeah. the door, like, bye. Yeah, he kind of calls after her. Yeah. But It shows um, that Burke is really good at adulting. He's, mm-hmm, a, he's an adult. He's mm-hmm. good at adulting. Um, Christina's not. As much? No. Not in the same way? She has her (laughs) other stuff going on. Yeah. It is very, like, Mm -hmm. childlike. But I like it. Yeah. No, it's it's very real. Nobody's wrong. Exactly. It's real. mm -hmm. But Burke thinks there's a right and a wrong. And you can tell on his Uh smug little face. Yeah. Um... So we have George and Meredith. Um, yeah, kind of buddy-buddy, like, oh, 
maybe we'll go to Joe's after work or something. Well, like we can jo- talk. Yeah. yeah, George is trying to suggest something because he's in love with her, and you can tell it on his little Georgie face. Yeah. Um, and Meredith's like, oh, yeah, we could do that or go somewhere new. Like, we go to Joe's all the time. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. She kind of gets distracted while she's talking to him because Addison and Derek are arguing. Yeah, they, they come off of the elevator <laughs> and they're arguing about the trailer. Um, Derek is having his breakfast on the go. He's eating a granola bar and Addison's got a cup of coffee. And yep. I think it's a granola bar. I don't know. He's something shoving he's something like, into his mouth. He's like pulling pieces off. and Yeah. And yeah, they're arguing about where they're going to live. Like, Yeah. Addison does not like the idea of the trailer. She's, no. She doesn't want to live in the trailer. She's probably still at the hotel at this point. I, I didn't like. give up the brownstone on Central Park. Yes, to... <laughs> the brownstone. They had the brownstone and they had the house in the Hamptons that also, and Derek uses that like, oh, there's there was trees there. You like those trees, right? Yeah, what about this? <laughs> but he definitely, he's living in an Airstream trailer. Like, yes, there's not a lot of room. It's not nice no it's not a double wide like trailers are for one trailers yeah. that size yeah um but he, <sighs> he really likes it yeah um she's not cool with it but he loves it he's got 40 acres of land and he's not gonna give those up and meredith and georgia are like following really closely behind uh-huh. um because meredith is following really closely behind and georgia's like keeping in step with her yeah and then once they're come. Addison and Derek's conversation is over. Meredith kind of tries to get back to the conversation with George. Like, oh, what what were we talking about? What were like, you saying? Yeah. And uh, George watched that all go down and is like, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> he sees that Meredith is still a vested interest in them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. It's her life. <laughs> she does not have to immediately run to you, George. George, she doesn't fucking owe you anything. Yeah. Um, just because Derek would be out of the way doesn't all of a sudden mean that she's gonna yeah. love you. Um, so then we're in the locker room. Christina's eating cheese curls. Yes! Yeah, I said off-brand Cheetos. Mm-hmm. And George... And complaining about not having a real breakfast because mm-hmm. she's hungry. Yeah, George kind of chides her for not mm-hmm. eating breakfast. Because she's asking, like, does anyone have real food? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, uh, she, I think she tells him, God, you sound like Burke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is good. Um, and Izzy yeah. is sort of asleep against a locker underneath her lab coat. Yeah, she's been sleeping for a while. She didn't get any sleep last night. Yeah, trying to catch something before la- before yeah. rounds. Meredith and Christina start um, talking about how a dog would be better than a man most of the time. <laughs> yep, they'd be better off with the dogs, and George doesn't like that. Oh, he's he takes... A strong offense to oh that. My God. It's because I think he thinks they don't see him as a man. Yeah. But also, why do they have to see you as a viable, like... Sexual partner? Sexual partner. Like, why... They can see you as a man as just, like, a platonic man. That's fine. That's, That's fine. Still a man. <sighs> can you yeah. tell we're troubled with George? Um, yeah, I... Yeah. And I have a lot of trouble with a few of the characters that they have over the years that they play off as the good guy. Yeah. And it's, they're not. It's a tired narrative. And I mm-hmm. think at the time, that felt true. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. He yeah. is the good guy, Definitely. Truly. The first and if time I've probably watched it, it. Like. Yeah. I love George. Yeah. But now I feel 
in this day and age, I feel uncomfortable with him. Yeah. I don't like him as much. Um, and then Alex is kind of looking out for Izzy. He says, oh, somebody should wake her up before Bailey sees she's asleep. Yeah, it's so nice. Which is really nice. And then he just kind of leaves. Like, he he doesn't need to take credit for it. Right. He doesn't want to do it. Um, you guys, we are finding out that Alex is the actual good guy. Oh, my God. Who we definitely thought was a dick. Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't want to piss her off by waking her up. Yeah. Well, then fucking Christina just kicks her over. Oh, yeah. And Izzy calls her a bitch. <laughs> yeah, Izzy is understandably annoyed because she just got kicked. That, I feel like... Kicked awake. Like, like, yeah, yeah, you can be annoyed at that, but Christina plays it off like, oh, you're just mad. I, like, she blames it on the Alex situation. But also, Christina says she likes her bitter and pissed off. Yeah, she likes this new Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> She's enjoying it a little too much. Um... I, this might be the first time they've ever said the word bitch. Hmm. Maybe. I feel like sometimes networks change what they're allowed to say and not say. Mm, maybe. Like, I, well, the reason I say that is because I know there was a time while they were filming Friends that they were allowed to say penis, and then they weren't for a while, and then they were again <laughs> at the end. And so maybe they changed the rules about bitch, because this feels like a very, like, they could have put anything in there. Right. Well, I think it felt that way more because it's Izzy, maybe. Yeah. And then it's like, Izzy would not call another woman bitch. But now in this moment where she's really... There's so much going on. She's, she's very so stressed. cranky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um. she... Izzy's acting a little bit more like the dark and twisties, so... Yeah, totally. They're feeling a little more akin. Yeah, yeah. Um... So they start their rounds and they walk into a room and George is presenting uh, Carl Murphy and he's got multiple melanomas and underwent reconstructive surgery and mm-hmm. um, he's you see this guy on the bed he's got sort of these dark raised spots on his nose and his ear and his finger at one point he shows yep. and yeah he's a hiker um, and the- he loves nature. The capillary refill is slow, so they need to promote the blood flow to the area. Yeah, Bailey asks how they should do that, and George says that they should use a biotherapeutic agent, which uh, Carl's like, what's that? He's kind of a, uh-huh. ooh. Yeah. Kind of a goofy uh-huh. character. Which, like, also, though, what is that? Like, <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, we wouldn't know that either, except we know it because we watched it. Yep. And it is leeches. Leeches! Which I don't feel like is a thing that they do as often as they make it seem. Like, the way that they all talk about it, it feels very like, oh, this should be day-to-day kind of thing. I don't think that's a thing. It's, I would think it's a pretty uncommon choice, but they obviously have, like, sterile leeches. They didn't just pick them from a lake. Like, they are maybe grown in a lab. yeah. Yeah, um... So they are going to use leeches to hopefully mm-hmm. promote the blood flow to these new things that he's had reconstruction on. Yeah. And he, and he is stoked about this. Yeah. Carl is over the moon because he loves nature. Oh, my God. It's like, he Mother Nature has not it. done me wrong. We're good. Like, Which let's is nice. use the nature. Because you think about, like, if it was, um, oh, the, the first girl, Katie... Oh, Katie Bryce. If it was she Katie would Bryce. be like, uh, no. Um, no. Oh like, my gosh. Ew, it'll bugs in my face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I kind of like that they put that 
somewhat unconventional thing with an outdoorsy guy. I think that was a good call. Right, yeah. It's not as, uh, it's not what you would think would, would happen. Yeah. Um, so the next room, Meredith is presenting. It's Mr. Martin's room. And, and he is laying on the bed, obviously um, not there. Yeah, Shepard is already in there with the patient and yeah. when they come around. So Bailey's like, oh, like, sorry, we could come back. Yeah, and Bailey's kind of surprised a little bit alex Um, looks very scared very uncomfortable yeah Derek kind of gives him a pointed look like this is your fault yeah um yeah so meredith yep meredith's presenting um oh the only other patient i think we've seen from episode episode is ellis oh sure but she's not yeah she's a reoccurring character so that's that's a little different that's less like a regular patient also um, the chief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Meredith um, kind of says what's going on. And Derek pointedly says that was the problem. Yeah. Meredith kind of hesitates. Surgery po- was postponed when. Yeah. And then Alex jumps in yep. and says. He admits his mistake. When he... I told a nurse and Izzy goes, Olivia. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. His... When I told a nurse that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Alex admits it. Um, yeah. He admits it, and he's fairly professional about it. He does try to be like, oh, there is a chance, like, we can, I can figure something out. Like, he wants to, he wants to fix it. Yeah. Without yeah. really taking it on. And Derek won't let him do that. Derek um, wants, hey, what's the matter? You want attention? Yeah, um, Alex is kind of pleading, like, he knows he screwed up. Please let me back on the case. And Derek's like, there isn't really a case, but you can be here if you want. Yeah. And so Meredith hands him the case folder. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like Derek's kind of hard on him, but also... I mean, he dehydrated the man's brain. Yes. Like... Yeah, it's understandable from, like, a boss's point of view, for sure. Yeah. And also... Derek kind of redeems that at the end. He you kind of see like, oh, this is kind of a teaching thing. Yeah. But yeah, he's he seems kind of hard on him. I think Alex feels like maybe he's being a little hard on him, but also But also you fucked up and you know it. Like Also Alex is being hard on himself. Yeah. On this episode. Um so we're with the Quints mm-hmm. and Dory, the mom is kind of watching over. Yep, the parents are there. Uh Christina starts the present presentation. Um, and she's kind of using doctor speak to say what's up yeah. with her Quint. Yeah, she's reporting on Julie, and um, Bailey can tell the parents aren't really tracking, so Bailey interrupts and asks that Christina do it in plain English. Mm-hmm. And basically the bottom line is, like, they pushed in Julie's bowel, but they couldn't do it all at once, so Julie's going to need a second operation. Yep, and Christina's very flippant about it. She's like, yep, yep. Yeah. That's what they need. And the mom is super overwhelmed by this, and mm-hmm. Bailey kind of pushes Christina to change from yes, or yeah, to, oh, well, not for a few days. Like, yeah. Like, she's, soften the blow. Dory's like, she's going to need another surgery? And Christina goes, yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, oh, uh, uh, not for a couple days. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other interns do better yeah. at this. I think Meredith does the best at it. Yeah. Like, for making eye contact and really speaking in normal human terms. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all do pretty well. Yeah. The George tells us that Lucy's brain shunt is doing the right thing. And mm-hmm. she has to keep being monitored to make sure she's okay. Yep. And Izzy reports on Emily. Burke uh, put a catheter in her heart yesterday. Today they're doing another surgery. Mm-hmm. Meredith reports that Charlotte's lungs are a little underdeveloped, so they have a special mask for her. 
And then uh, Alex tells us that Kate seems to be pretty healthy. Um, she's going to stay in the NICU until she makes it to four pounds. Right. Which is um, standard procedure. Oh, yeah. And the, what's the dad's name? Tom? Um, yes, maybe. I can't remember. Well, I Dory's husband. Mr. Russell. Yeah. It is tries to be very encouraging, but Dory um, excuses herself. and Yeah, she, she gets wheeled out because she just, she can't handle it. She, no. um is overwhelmed and blames herself and she leaves really quickly. Yeah. Oh, and um Addison seems to try and comfort the father and say, Oh, Dory will come around and it's a lot of hormones. Like yeah. there's hormones are really affecting her right now. So she's probably going through a little bit of postpartum depression at the same time as all this. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. Um so then we have Bailey and the interns um in an exposed stairwell. So not like the covered with doors stairwell, but No, it's like that sort of in the entrance way. Yeah. One that they're walking up. Um And Meredith is supposed to watch over Dory, um yep. the mom, but then Izzy volunteers and yeah. Bailey says Izzy's kinda like, Well, I should do that. Like I have a relationship with her. I um, so Bailey tells Izzy, nope, she is on Emily's surgery with Burke. Mm-hmm. Um, and Izzy kind of gets into it with Bailey. Oh, I have a relationship with Dory. I'm being pushed off the case. And <sighs> Bailey's like, hey, why are you arguing with me? Like, yeah, Bailey and- does not care about her emotional shit. Like, nope. <laughs> take care of that. Don't tell me about it. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. Like, and all Deal the interns kind of look at each other, mm-hmm. exchange a glance because they know what's going on. And Bailey scolds. Them all saying, um, these are preemies, people, just like mm-hmm. interns, not ready for the real world. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and Bailey gets a page from the pit, and Yang is supposed to come with her, so. Yep, she grabs Yang to come with her. It's nice. She, like, doesn't put up with any of Izzy's bullshit. No. And it's, when other times when, um, they need a second, or, you know, the interns have a special whatever, mm-hmm. like, when it's a real thing, Bailey... Mm-hmm is very accommodating. Yeah. But it's not a real thing. No. Like, <sighs> no, it's so not. She probably already knows. Like, yeah, she like does. Bailey, <laughs> Bailey knows what's going on. Bailey knows. She hears things. Yeah. Um. So we're down in the pit. Uh, we see Constance Ferguson. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're in the ambulance bay. Yeah. Um, Constance Ferguson. Oh. She is an inmate, Um. and she swallowed a razor blade. And I don't know if Christina says attempted suicide, like, yeah, attempted suicide. And Bailey says more like attempted field trip. Yeah. Because she was in solitary, so she wanted to get out for a little while. Which, do they give you razors in solitary? Because I would think no. Probably not, but maybe she found a way. Maybe she found a way. Um, This woman is screaming and laughing and really enjoying her ride like yeah she's cackling is what i wrote like it's troubling yeah it's yeah it's disturbing yeah and christina wonders like is she crazy and the paramedic says that well if you call a murderer crazy yeah (laughs) so cackling constance (laughs) yes constance is wiggling and laughing and she's just having the time of her life and she is played by rosanna arquette of the famous arquette family nice yeah i thought she looked familiar Mm -hmm. i had to look her up she kind of looks like the actor who plays teddy later on 
Kind of. Yeah, yeah. They could be sisters. Yeah. But they're not. They're not. Um, so then we see armed guards outside the patient room and there's kind of funny music. Yeah. It's kind of played as a laugh, this whole thing. Yeah. Um, Constance is cuffed to the bed and Bailey is trying to ask like standard questions. Mm-hmm. Like, where does it hurt? What's, yeah. Right. What's problem? What's troubling you? You right. know? Um, and the patient won't tell them because. She's a little combative. She doesn't want to shorten her vacation, but also. Somehow she has a full face of makeup. That's, (laughs) yeah, that's just... That's TV magic. TV magic. I mean, she got a razor blade, so why wouldn't she get some eyeliner? Right? Yeah, (laughs) some rouge. Um, So Bailey asks, did you at least put tape on the razor blade? And um, Constance tells Christina, oh, you should get me some chocolate pudding. Yeah. And we find out Christina has to get a portable x-ray machine because they need to minimize her flight risk. Yes. And Christina's a little panicky because she's supposed to watch Julie. Yeah, what about Julie? Like, I'm supposed to be on that one. She obviously feels like this isn't really that exciting of a case. Yeah. And Bailey's like, well, I'll watch Julie. She's my quint, too. Mm-hmm. And and you stay on Constance. And, yeah. Um. Constance says, come on, baby, I'm not going to hurt you. I only murdered three people and none of them were doctors. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Troubling. <laughs> but it is, they do play it as a joke. Yeah. Like, she's meant to be comedic relief a little bit. Like, yeah. Yeah, because she, she makes Christina uncomfortable, which is kind of a fun thing to see. It is fun. It doesn't often happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then we see George. He's checking in on the leeches. And There's leeches in a jar. And, yeah, George is asking how the leeches are doing. Olivia's there. With Carl Murphy. Yep. yep. She's the one who's trying to put the leeches on to his spots. But she can't get them to bite. She can't quite get them to latch on. She it, seems uncomfortable. George explains that the leeches get anxious with bright lights, thunderstorms, and nervous handlers. Yeah. Yeah, Olivia kind of yell yelps and drops yeah. the <laughs> drops the leech like, oh. She yeah, she immediately apologizes to Carl because women feel the need to, is what I wrote. Like uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Because she doesn't like leeches, which is a... That's fine. You don't have to like them. Yeah, it is a very legitimate fear because they can hurt you. They can bite you and it's not fun. And um, and so it's okay if she doesn't like that. Well, she <laughs> says, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I get a little squeamish around leeches. And fucking George is like, huh, that's not what I've heard. Uh, you know? Uh, oh, damn. And then Olivia is like, you can take over. What a dick Fuck is what I wrote. off, dude. Like, and it's played with, like, humorous music in the background. Totally. It's like, oh, he really got her. Zing. But, like, bazinga. Fuck you. Uh, the patient totally catches it because it's super unprofessional. Yeah. And uh, George gets the leech to latch, which, like, hurrah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he gets it. And then he looks really smug with himself. Like, well, he looks real proud that yeah. he got the leech to latch and he really got her. Oh, he re- Yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> then we have Cranky Izzy in an elevator with funny music. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is, you know, it's more funny than the last scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she looks unhappy, and then the door's open, and of course, Olivia has to get on the elevator, and poor Olivia. Olivia's so sheepish. Uh, she yeah. takes a really deep breath and gets on, and yeah. Olivia... <laughs> 
just... She immediately tries to explain herself. She's like, oh, Alex is really a good guy. And, oh, I didn't know you guys were seeing each other. And, and I, I was having a bad day. And... Yeah, which... Fine. Like, she didn't know. She didn't She didn't mean to hurt anybody. For all she, she knew, didn't he was know. a free agent. That's right. And he's he's good. It, it, in that he's a good person, not like he's good good. Yeah, and not the other way, which oh he god. is. I'm sure you know. And oh my god, it's so... Which is, it's kind of like, ooh, that really got Izzy because she doesn't she know. She doesn't know because he couldn't get it up. Like, and but Olivia doesn't know that. Poor Olivia. I feel so bad for her. It's just In not her moment. fault. She gets played as such a villain. And, um, I know. Izzy gets off without saying anything. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, okay, okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, she she's really doesn't want Izzy to be mad at her. No, like she's trying to be the nice person. Yeah. It's, it's and, Yeah, Izzy just leaves angrier. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't like that. Um, then we are in the NICU. Derek yes. is kind of checking in. And again, we have some funny music. Yeah, Meredith is, yeah, Meredith is watching her baby and she's the only one in there besides a nurse and Derek walks in and he's checking on a different baby mm-hmm. and um, and then a nurse leaves. The nurse about it. Yeah, the nurse leaves and then George almost comes in but decides to hover right outside the the window yeah, instead. Yeah, he like awkwardly like backtracks and like. In full view of everything. It's not like he's actually hiding. No. He just stays right there. Yeah, I said he pauses and doubles back to give them space and listen, even though it's a totally glass door. Yeah. Like, what? But they don't notice him, no. so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> so Meredith inquires about him giving up the like, trailer. Oh, so you're giving up the trailer. And he's kind of like, no, is that what Addison is telling people? Like, no, I'm not. Which, I'm like, as if Addison would discuss that with Meredith. Like, no, yeah. But, I mean, if she had discussed it with someone else and it... Yeah. I mean, they know how the... How it works in Seattle Grace Hospital. Like, they, uh... Yeah. Everyone knows everything. Um, but they're they're super flirty. Yeah. And they're just right back to that. And they're just so happy around each other. It's like, they mm-hmm. can't help it. They just like each other so much. She's like, oh, I never pegged you as that guy. And then she names a couple of real bougie bitch things, like... Marble bath, private pool, gated community. Yeah, because that's how she sees Addison, which fair because of what Addison Hello. was earlier discussing. Meredith is like, oh, you know, never paid you as that guy and uh, lists some things. Yeah. Derek is like, don't peg me. I'm not peggable. I'm not peggable. And she says, you're pegged. Deal with it. Which... Is extra funny since we know what pegging means. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> not that it's funny to have a sexual preference. Just funny that that's they're not having a sexual conversation. Yeah, no, yeah. that's not what they're talking about. But yeah, you know, it's really good. It's like a middle school humor right now. <laughs> and then an alarm starts going off on Charlotte. Um, somebody mm-hmm. else runs in and tells everybody else that the BP is low and she's tachycardic. Yeah. And George comes in. Um, yeah, they kind of jump into action. Um, and it's just, it shows that Meredith and Derek really work well together, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Not only do they have great chemistry yes. and they just enjoy each other's company. Yep. But 
they also just work very well and kind of know what the other one's thinking and are able yep. to smoothly move into different things. Derek kind of sends Meredith or t- tells Meredith to do a, a thing. Yeah, Charlotte's <laughs> lung collapsed. So he's telling her, um, you know, there's no time to call Addison. So he mm-hmm. kind of has to walk her through it. Yeah. Um, and Meredith does it successfully. Yeah. Yeah. She puts a thing in the chest and then she has to not put it too far and just listen for a little puff of air or yeah. something. And she does it and she just does it and she's like done and um as soon as the alarm goes off and the emergency is over the funny music comes back. Yeah. Which is weird and Derek is like I'm not giving up the trailer. Well, cuz he says good job but then he they go right back to flirting cuz yeah. they're like oh the trouble's passed and now George is in the background even closer just looking at them. He's like, like so disgusted. He's so mad. Yeah. And it's it's not good. No. It's not good. I, You know, he gets to have feelings, but what he is is possessive of her. He's possessive, and he doesn't approve of her choices when it's like, no, these are her choices. Right. These are her decisions to make. Right. She can do what she wants. Right. Like, sorry she's not doing what you want. Right, right. Like, that's too but bad, but get over yourself. Not sorry. Right, Yeah. yeah. Um, so then Meredith is telling Dory and I, I think Tom again, the mom and dad that mm-hmm. Yeah, the mom and collapsed. dad, she's well let's just say Tom. Let's say Tom. Um, yeah, Meredith is explaining what happened and she's like, She's really doing fine and She's a chest tube for right now. Yeah, she does a really good job. The dad gets a page or a text or something. Yeah, he kind of looks at his phone. He's like, that's me. Yeah, he gets like a call or something and has to leave for the triplet's sake. And and Dory is turned away from Meredith while she's talking. And then Dory just looks despondent. So, yeah, Dory is like, like you said, kind of despondent. She's sort of like turned away and... Tom has to go take care of the triplets, and he tries to say goodbye to Dory really sweetly. She's pretty mm-hmm. standoffish. And Tom asks Meredith to keep an eye on her. Yeah, he asks her, like, can you? And Meredith knows what he's yeah. asking. She, um, And Meredith comes around to the bed um, to talk to her and says, this isn't your fault. It's not your fault. And Dory clearly blames herself, obviously. Uh-huh. That's a huge part of it. Um, yeah, she's like, if I had just listened to the doctors, I could have three healthy girls right now. Yeah. Like, who else should I blame? Yeah, because apparently Tom had agreed with the doctor, and she was the one who was, like, mm. the holdout. Oh. And, oh, just imagine. Like, it's it's so hard. Yeah. I, boy. It's And bad. <laughs> that, with all these hormones that you're dealing with and feeling kind of helpless Right. Um, having pain. Because, you know, your your body doesn't feel very good after you've had a baby, let alone five. I would I can, imagine. I can only... I mean, I suppose she she had a C-section, right? Right. Which is a whole other kind of... That's... Which also, yeah. Disturbing of, of the insides. Like. And a huge recovery period. Because yeah. you have this big scar that you're trying yeah. to heal. This Ugh. big cut that goes right into your insides. Yeah. Which... Also, I can only imagine that because I've only had babies from the vagine. Yeah. So then we have Burke quizzing Izzy on something super complicated, but she did her homework. She studied while she was on call. She gets Mm -hmm. all the right answers. 
And then Burke, they're about to go into surgery with Emily. Mm-hmm. And Burke says, oh, you've never seen a heart this small. And Izzy looks she at Alex. looks up and Alex is in the hallway <laughs> and she's like, oh, betcha I have. What the fuck? <sighs> like, can you just... Girl. Come on, dude. Like, also, he's not the Grinch. Like, Right, yeah. <laughs> also, you're a grown adult. Yeah, come <laughs> you're on. You're a grown up. This is not middle school. And it is like, I don't know, like, last episode of the Dory, Izzy said something like, oh, I guess they don't tell you to read the fine print on those, like, fertility drugs. Yeah, she's not the best at, like, filtering. Yeah, and Addison was like, do you have to say everything that comes to your mind? Apparently, yes. And I think it's that, you know, here, it's like, I don't even think Burke registered what she was saying because he doesn't give a fuck, but it's just like, well, yeah, you he don't was already to say that. Thing. Like... Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to say it out loud as much as the writers wanted her to because they liked that line. Yeah, it's not a it's not good. It's not great. Um so then we see um Bailey and the NICU talking and baby talk to the baby. Baby talk to one of the babies. Little widow with a baby. Look, like, I'm having a widow boy soon and you maybe you can meet him. We will be friends. So I think this is where we find out that she's having a boy, right? Yeah. We yeah. didn't really hear that before. Uh-huh, I'm pretty sure. So Bailey's having a boy. Yay. Yeah. And just, you know, our episodely reminder of Bailey is pregnant. Bailey you is You might not necessarily pregnant. remember that. And Christina clears her throat to let her know she's there. Because yeah. I think she thinks Bailey might be embarrassed or not yeah. want someone and, to hear that. And Bailey kind of is. Like, she kind of yeah. straightens up, like, uh, pregnancy has not made me soft. I do not do soft. I'm not soft. And Christina's like, no, you are talking to a patient. Of course not. Yes. <laughs> Which I think is really nice. Yes. That's a really... It's a very diplomatic response. It's a smooth move on Christina's part. Like, Hell that's yeah, dude. not her usual discourse <laughs> yeah and then uh christina tells bailey that constance x-rays she has them with her um mm-hmm. actually she swallowed swallowed four razor blades yes bailey holds it up and you can see the four Ooh. razor blades and bailey's God. just like ah oh, foolish woman which um, yeah <laughs> yeah so then we see we're back to constance she's all restless she she yells to a nurse that she wants food and the nurse says that she is npo which is nil per os, which is Latin, mm. meaning nothing through the mouth. So NPO basically means you're not allowed to have food or drink. Oh. I just was yeah. like, what does that mean? Um, and then Constance is kind of talking to the TV. She demands mint chocolate chip ice cream. Yeah, the the soap that she's watching also has a person in a doctor's bed, Cute. in a hospital bed, which was kind of funny. Um, um, <laughs> Bailey says, oh, don't give her anything. And Constance claims it's an Eighth Amendment violation, which is cruel and unusual punishment. Um, <laughs> That's cute. And then <laughs> we find out she could have, you know, a perforated intestine and yeah. infections. So they yeah. have to operate. They can't. She can't eat anything because she's about to go into operation. A pretty big one. And then she's like, what are you talking about? Like, I taped up the blades like I always do. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm doing, right? And she wants to know if the recovery time was long, and then she demands a gallon of ice cream when it's over. Right, she's very, yeah. She's taking it very lightly. Yeah, and Christina, understandably, doesn't think that she's really understanding the severity of this yeah. situation. Yeah. Like, no, this is a pretty major surgery. You could die. Yeah. 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 Um, it is a weird, like, it's self-induced, 
and you don't really want to have sympathy for this person. Yeah. Because also they murdered, <laughs> but she is kind of comedic relief. Yeah. We don't want to have sympathy for her yet. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Later, maybe. <laughs> Bring in the comedy. Cool. Um, so then Meredith and Dory are outside the NICU. And yeah, Meredith kind of brought her, like, oh, I we should have done this sooner. Like, we should have brought you to visit the babies. Oh, Dory has her head turned away. Yeah, Dory's like, kind of cranky. She doesn't, yeah, she's very. She's in so much pain. Yeah, like, so much emotional pain. not well. No, Ooh. no. And it's so hard because you see the little baby in the. In the incubators. Yeah, and you can't hold them and yet. Yeah, Meredith is like, oh, all this medical talk and worst case scenario, we need to give you a chance to be with your daughters. Yeah. And so um, sweet. we find out she, Dory actually can uh, reach in the incubator. Yeah, she can reach and touch them. Um, As she's, she does when she's invited to. Um, she reaches in to touch Kate and mm-hmm. then as soon as she touches her, Charlotte stops breathing. Yeah, Charlotte who is Meredith's little mm-hmm. charge, um, stops breathing. So Dory is just, you see her just helpless in the background watching. Oh, like, it's so bad. She can't do anything. Um, they need to pay Jadison. Mm-hmm. Um, so in surgery for Emily's heart, Burke says something about never really knowing. And Addison says they didn't see it on the echo. Yeah, the aorta is narrower than they thought, which yeah. brings a host of problems. And Burke decides to close up because he, yeah. he had brought Addison in there to see because he wanted her to see before he closed up. And yeah. Addison agrees with him and that it's just, it's too narrow. They can't do anything. Yeah. And Izzy protests. She's mm-hmm. like, no, you can't. You didn't do anything. You just started. Like... Yeah. Yeah, and Addison kind of scolds her, and then she gets the page from Meredith. Yeah, Addison is basically like, unless you know how to do this procedure, like, we're right. done here. Yeah, there's and nothing we can do. Izzy asks to be excused, and yeah. Burke allows it. Mm-hmm. She's too emotional. Yeah, she is. She's too close to it. Uh, so Addison rushes in for Charlotte, um, who is still not breathing on her own. Yeah, Meredith tells her that she was doing fine, and Addison says that's just the thing with RDS cases. Like, they may seem fine one second, but then it just goes downhill so fast. Uh, respiratory distress syndrome. Yes. Yep. I had to look that one up. Um, and then Meredith turns around and notices that Dory is gone. Yeah. Meredith kind of all of a sudden remembers, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was here with uh, Dory. Yeah. So then uh, Yang and Bailey are in surgery on Constance. They're pulling out razor blades. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bailey has some sympathy because Constance was in solitary. Yeah. Christina is still not very sympathetic. She's no. like, why would someone do this? I don't get it. Um, yeah. Bailey says, well. She's like, I didn't say she it? wasn't a murderer. <laughs> Like, yeah. but I can still feel bad for her. Yeah. Like, Christina says that she's deranged and Bailey says, try having no one to make your snarky comments to for a month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My guess you'd swallow the whole entire razor. Yeah. Uh, and they do get all four blades. So yes. we're good on that. Yeah. You see Bailey kind of counting them out. Um, yep. Which reminded me of the Judy doll heads oh, where she's yeah. kind of like counting them and, you know, not totally serious about it. <laughs> yeah, but kinda. <laughs> like, oh, we got it. All ten, yeah. 
Uh, so then George is checking on Carl Murphy, um, mm-hmm. our outdoorsman. The leeches are doing their job. And Carl tells George to make up with that cute little girlfriend yeah, of his. Yeah, made up with your cute little girlfriend yet, which cute little girlfriend is kind of an ick. Ew, she's I a mean, grown she's, up. She's very cute and she is kind of little. But she also is. don't say that yeah. about a woman. Um, yeah. Yeah, Olivia is not my girlfriend, is what George said. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we see a leech really grossly, like, flop off of Mr. Ew. Murphy's ear. I'm not quite sure how they did this thing, but I it was just, know. it, like, flops. It's, it was probably, like, you know those, like, jelly um, fishing lures that kind yeah. of, like, wiggle? But how do they get it to, like, pop off? Well, I think they just... You know, they rigged it a certain kind of way with adhesive that would... Anyway, whatever. It's gross. It flops off. And we find out that Carl named the leeches, and one of them is named (laughs) O'Malley. (laughs) Yep, the one that he got on his nose is O'Malley, because that's the one that George was able to get, and he was so proud of. Oh. It's, like, kind of nice. And George is going to put the leech in a medical waste container. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's about to put her in a medical waste container but mr murphy wants to keep her he's wondering if he can take them home take the leeches home oh my god so gross so gross so then george is searching in a supply closet quietly ranting about a crazy nature man wanting to take home a leech as a pet (laughs) (laughs) he's like trying to find something that he can put this leech in yeah and olivia comes up and is mad that george yeah, she confronts him. She's standing up to yeah. him. Um, the because the way that he talked to her in front of the patient was in, unprofessional for and, sure. And he goes, "Well, you hurt my friend," which that is not what it is about. It's not what is it's about. And Olivia knows that, and she says that. Like, yeah, that's not what you're upset about. And George is kind of like, "You have no idea what I'm upset about." What George is actually upset about is yeah. that he's equating these situations yeah. with Meredith and Derek, with the Alex and Olivia situation. Yeah. And he says, why Alex? Why again? Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because Olivia went back to him again. He's thinking of that as the Meredith, Meredith going back going back to Derek again and again. And Olivia <sighs> very wisely says... People get lonely, George. Oh, it's heartbreaking. It just, like, it gets you. It's, like, like, gives me chills. Like, oh, honey. You know what? People get lonely, George. Like, I want to know more about this Olivia. I don't really care about George anymore. He just gets so, like, holier than thou. Yeah. Which he so doesn't deserve to be. No. And she's like, hey, like, I am human. Yeah, people people get get lonely. lonely. And that that does kind of get through to him. That kind of makes him change his perspective a little bit, thankfully. Yeah. Um, So then we see Meredith calling Tom. She wants him to bring the triplets to visit Dory. Yeah, can you bring the boys? Because that'll make you feel better. Or make her feel better. And you see Dory kind of in the background just looking very broken. Very sad. Which, being a mom in the NICU is a rough... Dude. I had it easy compared to other mothers because I I would see other mothers from time to time in my little stint in the NICU but I always felt like like I knew my child probably wasn't on death's door you know yeah like yeah we probably have quite a few surgeries ahead of us like that's it's a lot but it's not like the prognosis was good yeah 
And he wasn't super premature. He was yeah. five pounds, so he was already yeah. a decent-sized baby. He only needed help with breathing for a little while. Um, yeah, those lungs develop last, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> they do. The but yeah, when they know that you're going to be giving birth early, which probably with her, they would have given her steroid shots. Mm, especially with the lungs. Yeah, multiples. Um, but yeah. But then the triplets have the flu, so he can't bring them. Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, you can't bring them with the flu. That's not going to work. Yeah. I remember visiting in the NICU, um, we had to take, like, rings off so yep. that we could wash our hands really well. Yep, you got to wash your hands really well. You can't wear rings. They wouldn't always let people wear, like, nail polish. Yeah. Um, Anything that could, like, trap and harbor bacteria... Yeah, if you'd been sick anytime recently, nope. Absolutely um, not. No, you can't be around those fragile babies. Yeah. Um, so then we see Alex, he's working on some paperwork in the NICU. Yeah, he's kind of writing. He's sitting in there and Meredith comes in. Then she talks to him and... Um, yeah, she says, oh, you know, you've been lying low. And he's like, well, nobody's talking to me. Yeah, she kind of pulls up a chair. He's... He thinks that they all hate him, and she's like, I don't hate you. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you. Yeah. I have disdain and contempt, but I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if if my mom didn't get Alzheimer's, I would be you. Part yeah. of, like, she she kind of gives us a little glimpse to the pre-Ellis Alzheimer's Meredith. Party girl. Yeah, she was partying too much in college, and her whole family was embarrassed to see her or something. Like, yeah. It was and and Alex is kind of offended, like, oh, you just think I'm like, like a... Is that what you think of me? Which is another, like, oh, my heart. Oh, like, probably people have said Ouch. that about him his whole life. Like, oh, honey. And what Alex is doing is trying to help Mr. Martin. Um, yeah, he's looking for something. But, but he... He says, is that what you think of me? And then she looks at him like, are you okay? She mm. she asks him, are you okay? Are you really okay? And then he kind of tells her what he's doing. Like, I killed a guy yesterday. Or I almost killed a guy yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, he's trying to find some things that'll help. A loophole, basically, for Mr. Mm. Martin. And so Meredith grabs a book to jump in and help mm-hmm. with the central pontine myelinolysis <laughs> something yeah. complicated because they have this connection that is really yeah. sweet and very platonic yep. actually yep. <laughs> yeah actually platonic truly platonic not, not somebody's harboring secret feelings yeah pretending to be the good guy yeah and then izzy comes into the nicu and sees meredith sitting Ugh. with alex and says unbelievable <laughs> yeah and stalks out so meredith Puts down the book and tries to follow her. Well, yeah, she's trying to, like, talk to Izzy, which actually kind of upsets Alex. I think Alex is kind of bummed, like... Yeah. That, oh, you're going to go with her. Yeah, but, you're going to pick her over me. But also, he's kind of like, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So then we're in, like, a side hallway chasing down Izzy. Yeah, Meredith follows her. Come on, Izzy, come on. And Meredith... Don't come on me. ...says, you know, Alex and I are sort of friends, and... Izzy thinks that Meredith is interested in Alex and that Meredith just said cut your losses so that she could step in and make a move. Yeah, yeah. She, Izzy's like, you tell me to cut my losses and then this. And Meredith is kind of like, you're making a really big deal out of this. Like or a, too much, too big yeah. of a deal out of this. Which, yes, she's making way too big of a deal yeah, out of this. Yeah, for real. And 
Izzy says, sleep with him for all I care. And Meredith's like, I'm not about to do that. Like, obviously, I'm not going to. Yeah. Like, no. And Izzy very viciously turn or doesn't even turn, but says, why not? Why not? You slept with everyone else. Yep. <sighs> Which makes Meredith stop. Be like. Okay. Okay. Walking and away. Turns back. Like, that's... What the hell? Like... Yeah, fuck you. Dude. That's not what a, a friend ugh, thing. A shitty card to whip out. Like, yeah, Izzy wants this, like, unconditional love and support, and yet she cannot return it. She yeah. cannot... Yeah. It's, yeah, reciprocate it's harsh, that for thing. sure. Um, It's bad. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, then Christina is talking to Constance. Uh, the surgery went well. Mm-hmm. And in about 36 hours from now, she could probably go. And Constance is, like, really disappointed with that yeah, timeline. Yeah, she wishes that it was longer. She doesn't want Christina to leave because she won't. She doesn't have a roommate. She thought she'd be in, like, a hospital room with somebody else and have yeah, somebody to talk she to. she wants conversation. So Christina turns back with, like, okay, why did you kill three people? <laughs> Which, like, <laughs> I mean... I mean, yeah. Why? Though? Yeah, why did <laughs> you? Why? And she explains, you know, I was high on meth. Um, a boyfriend of hers had a robbery plan. There was an ultimatum, basically. Like, he wouldn't be with her if she didn't help, which, again, acting out of fear of being alone. Yeah. Which is what she still has going on. Which is what makes us feel a little bit more sorry for her. Yeah. Because it's like she she was on drugs. She made a really bad choice. Mm-hmm. And there was also somebody playing on her weakness. Yeah, manipulating her. And she still did it. So, like, you have to be responsible for that. Yes, responsible um, for your actions, but also it's more complicated than that. Yep. Yeah. Um, And Christina isn't very sympathetic. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, but he was going to leave. And Christina says, well, clearly, being alone has its benefits and turns and walks out. Yeah. Like, oof. Yeah. We see George checking in on Carl, our nature man, and Olivia. Yeah, well, Olivia had paged him. That's right. So that's right. why he came yep. in. Because uh, she can't get another leech to stick. She's having trouble again. And he says, I'm a surgeon, Olivia. She says, you're an intern, George, <laughs> which is so good and so yeah, true. Like, you're just an intern. Chill, white man. Chill the fuck out. And, yeah. and Carl says, time for you two kids to kiss and make up. <laughs> oh, Mr. Murphy, you're reading the room wrong. <laughs> and Olivia just starts spilling the tea. Like, yeah. Yeah, because George is like, we are not a couple, but... Mr. Murphy says that, oh, I see you clearly have something. Yeah. And Olivia is like, yeah, you know what? There was something. And then he broke up with me for a girl who doesn't even think or doesn't even know he's alive. Yeah. (laughs) And George is like, what? What? What are you talking about? What is it? And then she's like, Meredith is never going to love you. Like, And he's like, why would you even think it's Meredith? Why why would you? What makes you think it's Meredith? (laughs) Oh, my God. He's so squirmy. Yeah. And Olivia's like, anyone paying the slightest bit of attention except Meredith would know. Like, anyone paying the slightest bit. Everybody fucking knows. Like, knows how you feel about her. Yeah. Except Meredith, which should tell you something, George. (laughs) Yeah. It's a really, like, having it out in the open moment. Yeah. And then Olivia kind of, like, 
half-heartedly apologizes to Carl and yeah. storms out. Yeah. And then George tells Carl, oh, she gave me syphilis. Which is also kind of played for a laugh, but excuse you, don't disclose another person's medical status. Medical status. <laughs> also, like... STD status? That's not okay. I mean, she said all that stuff about me, but she gave me syphilis, She so. gave me syphilis, so... I guess it's even, like... So, I win. She, that chick's crazy. Like, it's... it's mm-hmm. Oh, God. It's George bad. is the worst. I, it's so weird. He 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 was like my favorite. I yeah yeah yeah. As a young woman, I don't know, young child, old person. child, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, teenage person. It's like, oh, sweet George. George. Oh, I love George. And now rewatching I'm like, it, I'm thinking more critically about it. It's gross. Yeah, I don't like it. It's bad. Uh. We see Addison in the chief's office talking about intern hazing. Yeah. We've, like, come in in the middle of a conversation. Yeah, we've come in in the middle of a conversation. It's really interesting. We learn a few things here, and we're kind of left, like, what is she talking about? Yeah. Um, But apparently she was an intern of the chief's at some point, which is something we didn't really know. Um, And there was some lesson that he taught her that made her not want to talk to him for almost a year yeah. It was something, but it made her a better surgeon, and now she thinks she might have to do that with Izzy. And um, she's kind of reluctant about it, and the chief asks her, like, oh, is, is Izzy a good enough surgeon to be able to handle this? And she says, she's the best I've seen in years, which, really? I don't is know. she? Is she? Well, and the chief says that Izzy is smart, hardworking, a little too involved with her patients, yeah. like Addison. Well, yeah. Which is what, he says that. Yeah. So it's like, we know like, that that was true about her at some point. Yeah. And, and she grew out of it. So maybe Addison's thinking that Izzy can Like, she learn. sees a lot of herself in yeah. Izzy, which is interesting. Yeah. That's, that's a really interesting plot point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, okay, is she worth it? Yeah. Is she talented enough to make this lesson worth it? And Addison is just not sure if she wants to do it. And the chief is like, you're not here to make friends. Yeah. Being a teacher can be a really lonely business. This isn't America's next top best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Jade. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Being a teacher can be a lonely business. Which is so. a really good line. It's good. That's, that's I a... wonder if your mother, the first grade teacher, feels that way. <laughs> I, I don't know if that really affects elementary school teachers. I would probably. hope not. I'm not I here don't... to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're not very lonely and you're like, please stop please touching me. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Give me some space. So we're having a, a patio meal. Um, yeah, in the evening, which is interesting. Ooh. I don't feel like we've been in that little courtyard in the evening it's before. It's beautiful. And Izzy is telling them that Meredith was yeah. all Izzy, over Christina, him. Izzy, Christina, and George, they're all sitting on one side of the table. Yeah, <laughs> for the sake of the camera. Yeah. For the sake of the camera. Yeah, Izzy's, Izzy's saying how Meredith was all over Alex. And um, Christina fucking calls her on her bluff like, and is like... Really? <laughs> oh, she was mounting him with all the babies watching? Like... <laughs> It's so, so funny, good. like <laughs> Christina knows she's going over the top. Like, come yeah. on, that's not true. And 
But she calls it in a really funny way. And, um, yeah, mounting him. You know, <laughs> she was talking to him. You know, you weren't officially his girlfriend. Like, Yeah, George is kind of pointing that out softly. Like, uh, like you weren't really his girlfriend. So. And then fucking George is like, I don't get all emotional over people I'm not dating. <laughs> and Izzy is like, oh, you want to go over oh, there? Really? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> he, he gets a... Uh, little Sheepish. slap in the face yeah. yeah he's like oh yeah i guess maybe i do and then izzy kind of postures up and is like don't mess with me and christina's like well you're not gonna kill us like <laughs> like are you gonna have a breakdown and kill yourself uh <laughs> it's it's a weird like, no well then so you're not there's no chance you'll kill us and yeah yeah and and Christina and George really have a laugh at that they think that's hilarious for they some really, reason like, revel in it it's not it's a weird, like... That's not the funniest part. Izzy's trying to be like, I'm pissed off, and Christina's yeah. just, like, kind of mocking her. Yeah. Yeah. Which also, she gets it. Like, I think Christina yeah. reads her really well. Yeah. Uh, so then we have Meredith looking at scans of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, her lungs are not good. Yeah, she's kind of talking to Charlotte, telling her that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah your lungs are not good. What are we going to do? She speaks very kindly, very softly to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And Meredith kind of watches Addison comfort Dory, who's also not so okay. Yeah, you see Addison talking to Dory. It's like she's telling her something, and Dory's kind of breaking down about it. Yeah. Yeah, Addison's getting at her level because Dory's sitting in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, And then we have Izzy on paperwork. Yep, and Addison is obviously about to leave, and she's coming up to her. Addison's wearing a very elegant black top. Ooh. So we see that oh, she's, she's leaving work. Um, yep, she's putting on her coat, and um, she says that her and Burke reassessed. Um, there's a chance that Emily will live. Um, if she can make it through the night and grow a little bit. Yeah, she can make it through the next 10 hours. And Izzy is like, I was on call last night. And then she kind of gets a look. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'll be on call again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then she asks, Addison asks her, are you familiar with pediatric life support? Mm -hmm. And Izzy is certified for that. And then Izzy asks, you know, anything else I should know? Should I notify Mrs. Russell? No. No, I've already done that. And you kind of see this look in Addison's face like, oh, what what does this mean? Something's a little off. Yeah. Um, and then she tells Izzy that this baby is your responsibility and she better be alive when I get back. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a oof, it's, heavy responsibility, but it, yeah. but Izzy's like, okay, yep, I got it. Yep, she's, like, she's I'm gonna ready. do it. Yeah. Um, and then Addison turns and walks away and she looks really conflicted and not very sure about yeah her decision to say those things yeah um, for sure and we're not quite sure why um, it's not clear but yeah she yeah. walks away and then Alex is chasing down Derek as he's leaving Derek is also leaving um Derek is in his what I said is a peak dad outfit oh it's so bad um, he's got this plaid flannel shirt dad jeans a fleece sippy vest that's like a dark green dark green color. Yeah, totally. And a cell phone holster. Oh on my his god, jeans. I missed that part. Because he kind of looks at it at one point and like, oh goodness. Um, oh my god, I love it's him. It's a very dad outfit. It's, it's so good. Hard I mean, it's still dad. 
hot dad. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. So Alex <laughs> is saying, you know, they found studies. He's he's trying to fix the case he's of Mr. Still, Martin. Yeah, he wants to fix his mistake before he really has to like sit in it yeah yeah and it sounds like Derek has looked into all the things that Alex has looked at because he's like well those are all isolated cases like he already knows what Alex is talking about and then Alex has another idea and Derek kind of snaps at him it's done you screwed up um if he wakes up you put him in a wheelchair and if he dies you killed him deal with it you screwed up you fried his brain yeah deal with it Ooh. yeah which is not it's, it's harsh, but it's also the truth. It's truth. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. It's very direct. Um, and it's kind of, it's like, oh, that's what Alex kind of needs. He does. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we see Izzy and the nurse and um, Emily is kind of having trouble. Mm-hmm. And the nurse is saying this. And then Izzy's like, oh, well, I'll give her this thing manually. I don't know if you wrote down the stuff. That I didn't. Did. But it's just... Izzy's trying to make it better, but it's not looking good. Yeah, Emily kind of keeps having issues, and Izzy is fixing them, but it's like... She can't find, like, a happy medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's She's having a hard time. And, yeah. and she kind of gets, gets Emily's pressure to be a little bit better, and she sits back down. And then Meredith comes in. Yeah, she wants to try and talk to Izzy. Yeah, she apologizes, and Izzy asks... Why are you apologizing? Yeah, and Meredith doesn't really have an answer. Like, for what it. are you sorry for? And Izzy's like, I was supportive of your breakup. Like, I never said you'd be better off without him. That's condescending. Yeah, yeah. She's and like, oh, I always support you guys, and none of you support me. People aren't there when I need them. I'm always there for other people. Yeah, just go away, Meredith. Yeah. It's like, okay, but like, you might. Be there for them in the way that you think you're being there for them. But they are also being there for you in the way they think. Right. Is being there for you. Right. I mean, the the whole like, oh, you know, what do you expect? Just move on. That would work for Christina and Meredith. Like, that would be something that would buck them up. Right. But it's not going to work for her. But she doesn't see it that way. She's Mm -hmm. like, oh, no, you didn't bake me muffins and you know like it's try to like, talk to me 24 7 and make me feel better give they're giving what they want to get right instead yeah. of giving what people need which is kind of what everybody does everybody and you, does that and it's really important to keep that in mind on both ends of the situation like what and it's nice. would be best for that person right and when you do need something it's nice if you can name it and be like do you know what? What I really need is for you to just listen to me and say that right. sucks. Nobody is a mind reader, and that's a good thing to remember. And also, if you're really supportive of someone, you aren't going to hold something negative about them in your mind to use later to lash out at To them whip with. out when they've hurt you or you perceive... Yeah, that sucked, dude. Yeah. Oh, it sucked that so is bad. Not it was just... women supporting women. No, it was a big target of no she's not as much of your friend as she thinks she is like she's not actually that close to you right so then we see constance yeah um christina rushes into constance's room yeah the nurse says that she's seizing and christina realizes that she's choke actually choking yeah Um, and she looks into constance's throat and like pulls out a piece of glass and she's like what glass and And looks around yep 
And there's a broken lamp on the ground. Yeah, right where she's standing, so you'd think she would have noticed that earlier. But, but it's an you interesting, know, dramatic, like, yeah. She, Constance is, like, kind of flailing in bed, but, like, it doesn't sound like she's seizing. And the nurse is like, oh, she's seizing. And yeah. Christine is like, no, she's not. She's choking. She's choking. Like, well, it's supposed because she's not, like, holding her throat, you know. Her fucking you know. hands are handcuffed to the bed. Well, right. She can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 No so one would, just she like, would notice. So it just looks like she's, like, flailing yeah. in bed. Yeah. But, like... I don't know. It's so just she, like she swallowed cool. a light bulb. <sighs> yeah, she, is what she oh did. My fucking god! Um, so they put an oxygen mask on her, but Christina's like she needs an airway. She needs an airway. They can't get her intubated. Um, the nurse offers paralytics to relax the mu- to relax the muscles so they can intubate. They but just don't have time. Christina's like she needs a crike right away. She asks for a scalpel, yeah. and the nurse goes, "Have you done one?" And she goes, "Of course not. Of course not." <laughs> Yeah, which I like. Yeah. But she's just like, this is what needs to be done. And then she knows what needs to be done. Bert comes in very calmly. Yes. um, He just kind of saunters in. Thankfully, he just happens Happens to to walk in. And um, he looks at his watch, asks how long she's been down, because she's unconscious now. Mm -hmm. And And Christina says that it just happened. Like, she just went down. Yep. They're going to prep or two for an emergency thoracotomy. Yep. And they're going to have to move her. Yep. And Burke says she'll be fine. And they'll... Yep. Yeah. They get her out. Yeah. So she <laughs> is getting a little bit of air. Yeah. So Christina does not have to... <laughs> do a crike on yeah. the table. Like, in the patient room. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we're in the NICU. Emily's coding again. Izzy's trying what she can to keep her alive. Yeah. But... She's trying to get it stopped. And she does kind of get it to stop again. But yeah. it still, it feels like it's a, oh, it's again, like, back and forth and back and forth. It's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. But she's going to keep doing it. Um, Meredith comes into Dory's room and sees that Dory is... Um, packing. Yeah. Yeah. Dory says that she wants to go home. And Meredith's like, you just had a major operation. You can't. But she's like, I can't be here. I can't watch them die. Oh, it's so sad. And Meredith says, they're not dying. They're trying to live. They're trying to live. Which is a good way to look at it. Thank you, Meredith. It's oh. a beautiful... That's a good line, too. That's it's like a so really... so good. Poor Dory. She says, I can't do it. I can't do it. They're too sick. They're too hurt. If Emily dies because she... Well, oh, I, my God. She's already been told about the situation. Right. And Meredith... Doesn't know the situation, but she says, if Emily dies, it will be horrible. Yeah. But your babies need you. Like, if she dies and you're not here, like, and she says, you know, just sit with them. You can sit with them. You can talk to them. Like, you can't hold them, but. You can be with them. That's all anybody. Yeah. You can let them know that they're not alone. That's all that anybody, that's all that they need. That's all that anybody, dot, dot, dot. I, light bulb goes off. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna help Charlotte. She's gonna help her Quint. So yeah, she has an idea. It's such a good like. Eat. Okay, so like this to me is a very healthy emotional connection with a patient. Yes, like this woman is in a lot of distress and emotional pain and physical pain, and she's able to use her empathy to turn the situation around or to speak to the patient in order right. to help them, not just, oh, I feel your pain, so I'm right. so sad with you. Right. Yeah. Or like, oh, gosh, that must be so hard for you. Like, yeah. Yeah. So then we're in the NICU. 
Meredith is like unplugging some stuff. Dory's behind yeah, her. Yeah, she's unplugging all the leads, which are the sensors on the baby to tell you about mm. heart rate and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and she's like, I don't know why I didn't think of this sooner. Yeah. Like, and she tells her about co-bedding, which is something that people sometimes do with twins because it helps yeah. one of them if one of them isn't doing as well. They put it in, put them in with the other twin. And something about that, they don't quite know why, but it helps. Yeah. It helps them to she says, feel it helps. better. And Dory says, how? And Meredith yeah. says, we don't really know. I think she's taking Kate's leads off. I think it's Kate. She's going to move and Kate And she's in moving Kate into with Charlotte. That makes sense. I think sense. that's, because it looks like she's on the other side, and Kate was the only one who was kind of Because Kate is, like, aisle. well, comparatively. Yeah. 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 She's just a little small. Yeah. Yeah, and, I think she moves Kate in with Charlotte. They and don't Izzy really say, but... sees all that going down. Yeah, Izzy's watching from the background. And I just think about, like, I wonder if they will have a better connection than the other sisters in the future. Like, would oh. they grow, like, a stronger bond, the two what of them? What if they come back? What if some of those twins come back? <gasps> That'd be amazing! Uh, Remember those Shonda, kids? please <sighs> take our idea. You, you can pay us in chocolate. And wine. And wine. And trips to Seattle. Um, <laughs> did you ever, you know those kids who were always on the cover of, like, that magazine? There was, like, eight of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, every year they were on the cover of, like, that Christmas yeah, magazine. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of who they are, but it was before John and Kate Blissey. It was, like, yes. 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, no, I, I totally know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, good. Okay. Um, so who then they were. <laughs> George is checking on Carl. There's a bunch of leeches on the table and specimen jars, and Carl's doing really well. He's healing up nicely. Yeah, those peacups is what I wrote. Yeah. Instead of specimen. They're, they're like... They're peacups. They're what you pee in for yeah. a urinalysis. And <laughs> Carl is planning on letting them go into a creek that he yeah, likes. Yeah, yeah, on his favorite hiking trail. Um, and... George kind of mentions, like, oh, your wife might not like these new house guests, and... yeah. And he says, oh, I don't have a wife. And George is like, oh, I saw your ring. And Yeah. And we found out he's divorced. He just never took off the ring. Yeah. Which and... is kind of a... It's an interesting point because it's like, oh, he's speaking from some experience. Yeah. Of, like, fighting. But, like, you guys Maybe just should you should up. listen, George. Maybe it wasn't meant to be kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, George apologizes again for making a scene earlier with yeah. Olivia. Well, he apologizes for Olivia because I think he yeah. says, like, oh, she was very unprofessional. Oh, my God, George. George. <laughs> and it, uh, Carl's kind of asking, yeah, but is it true? And Do you like this, Meredith? George tries to kind of shake him off. Oh, it doesn't really work. She's okay. I like her okay. Okay, I love her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and Murphy says, don't be embarrassed. I love my wife. But sometimes they can't love you back in the same way. Yep. Living with a woman who can't love you back is way lonelier than living alone. Oh. Mm. Poor Carl. Poor Carl, but also good lesson to pass on to the younger generation. Will George learn from this lesson? No. no. But he could. He should. He, he could. He should. That's... Oh maybe God. you, dear listener, are looking for something. <laughs> and this is the moment where you're like, oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't stalk that woman yeah. like that. 
or try to make my good friend into something more than that when I know on a deeper (laughs) level that she's not interested. Yeah, that's okay. Just because I'm a white man and I deserve everything does not mean... (laughs) Other people find themselves entitled to the relationships of others, too. Not just white dudes, but... It's true, but I feel like that's... In this specific scenario... That's on the hierarchy of that. Yeah. (laughs) That might be the... That might be the people. Um, The people peak. So then Izzy's in the NICU having a hard time. The nurse is asking, you know, what do you want to do? Yeah, Emily's coding again. They're trying to figure out what to do. Izzy's throwing things out. And the nurse is kind of like, well, we can't do that because of this. And Izzy's looking at some cards. She says, you know, did you try paging Addison? And they did. And Addison said that Izzy has to handle this for herself. She has to figure it out herself, which is kind of confusing Izzy. Like, what? Like, wait, why? Why would she say that? But she's in this moment of she has to figure these things out fast. She hasn't had much sleep. She says, give me a second. The nurse says, we don't have a second. And Izzy is sorry, but Epi is our best option. We'll just keep pushing the Epi. We gotta find a happy middle ground. And Izzy tells Emily, you can do this. Yeah. But the nurse is saying, like, well, if we do this, you know, then that could happen. And she'll lose the function of this. And it's... Izzy just, like, doesn't know what else to do. So... Yeah. Because there isn't anything else to do. Right. Um, The next morning, we see the sun rising and Meredith is on that bridge. Yep. Um just kind of leaning back and looking out the window and Derek comes over and leans next to her and she says, I can't believe you would consider moving from your trailer. (laughs) Yeah. They're still talking about the trailer. They're still talking about it. And this time it feels a little bit more like she's talking about something else. For sure. Yeah. And he says, I'm not moving. Yeah. Um, And she says, you're still you. Well, cause she, she's talking about the V like the view alone. And he's like, oh, yeah, you see the mist rise off the lake? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, she gets it. Like, Addison doesn't get it. Addison doesn't get it. But Meredith is all about it. Maybe she doesn't really like the crampedness of the trailer either, but that view. That's like. That's. Yeah, you can't argue with that is what she thinks. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, you're still you? And Derek reassures her, I'm still me. Yeah, which is really a cute moment. It's another, oh, they're so good together. And George fucking sees it, and you're supposed to feel bad for him. Oh my gosh, him. George is lurking in the background fucking again. George, He's dude. having some conversation with some random person, but he's just looking at them. It's, it really is starting to feel like he's stalking her. Like, he he's just following up, her dude. around, trying to get her to look at him. Yeah. <sighs> and... Or in the NICU, Izzy fell asleep. She yeah, wakes up to an empty incubator. Up. Where's Emily? Um, and the nurse says, oh, they took her away like a half hour ago. And Izzy is mad. Where? Why didn't you wake me? She's very confused. Um, Dr. Shepard said not to. So Addison had told them not to wake her. And Izzy's like, I, what? Why? Where? I, where's the baby? Yeah. Dr. Stevens, she died a half hour ago. Shit. And Izzy just doesn't quite grasp it and yeah. is just horrified at yeah. this. And it's really sad. It's sad. It's very, very sad. She feels sad. like because she fell asleep, the baby died, basically. Yeah. Um, which isn't true. No, no. But that's how it feels when you're sleep deprived and wake up and you're... Right. Well, and as far as all the information that she has, it was up to her to keep that baby alive. Right. 
So Izzy is looking in at Dory, and Dory, I think she's holding Emily. Yep, she's holding a baby with she's Addison. Holding, but I think it's Emily's body. Oh, probably. I think it's like they brought her to say goodbye. Yeah. Um. Oh. Yeah. I think that's what it was. They don't say it, but I don't think there was anyone else who they would have brought in. Oh, shit. Unless maybe it was Kate, but they don't. I, I'm pretty no, sure. No, it wasn't No, Kate. it was definitely Emily. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I was not tracking with that. Fuck. Mm-hmm. So they had brought Emily's body in to say goodbye. So Dory looks very upset, obviously, and she looks up and sees Izzy. And Addison is also in there talking to her, and she sees Izzy. So she comes out and grabs Izzy to kind of take her yeah. off to the side. Yeah. Pulls her aside. Um, she says, it wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm. And Izzy says, you put me in charge. I fell asleep. I killed her, is what she says. I yeah. killed the baby. And um, Addison says, uh, we knew she didn't have a chance. And Izzy yeah, is like, she really was going to die anyway. Izzy is confused and pissed. And you know, do you know how scared I was? Well, and Addison tries to explain, like, as soon as Dr. Burke had opened her up, we knew that yeah. she wasn't going to get better. They weren't yeah. going to be able to do it. She was going to die. Yeah. And, yeah, Izzy doesn't get it. I don't get it. Um, and Addison tells her, you got to learn distance, well, Stevens. Yeah, yeah, she says, you lied to me. Mm. And she's like, you got to learn distance, Stevens. Like, yeah. So this was that lesson that yeah. um, the chief apparently put Addison through many years ago mm-hmm. that made her stop talking to him for a year. <laughs> and And she's like, you know, I'm trying to make you a better and... A better, a better doctor. Like it's yeah. sort of a is Izzy doesn't yeah. like that. Izzy is like a better doctor. Like she completely is disgusted with that fact, even though she's right. I mean, that's yeah. Like no, you're a doctor, so making you a better doctor is kind of important. Right. That is also Addison's job at a teaching hospital is to make people better doctors. Right. And. Yeah. Addison really was, you know, she clearly doesn't take any joy in having provided no, this lesson. Like, no, this wasn't a, haha, we got you. <laughs> no, oh my god, yeah. No. no, she's like really disturbed by it too, and Yeah, this I is think, something that Izzy had to learn the hard way. Yeah. Because otherwise, how else is she gonna? But also, does she learn because... Does she learn this lesson? <laughs> this is another episode full of... <laughs> Do they really learn the lesson? Uh, and then does, <laughs> does Izzy stop uh, getting really close to patients oh as we see towards the end of the season? Oh man, like very, very, very close. Like oh, oh. Uh, and then Bailey's in the NICU that morning. She heard that Meredith did really well yesterday. Yeah, on, and you see the cute little. Kate and Charlotte cuddling yeah. together. It is so cute. Charlotte's stats are stable now, and Bailey yeah. tells Gray uh, to go home. She's earned it. Way to go. Yeah, way to go. And, and Meredith kind of turns to the babies and says, did you hear that? Way to go. Yeah, she like kind of brags yeah. to the babies. It's really it's cute. cute. And then uh, sad, sunken, wet rat hair Izzy is in the yeah, locker room. Izzy is showered and she's just sulking on the bench. She's not really in sad. pink. She's in a brown stripy jacket well, and brown pants. She is wearing a pink sweater under that, but we don't see it till later. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but yes, we only really see her jacket, which is like this uh, plaid blazer. 
And brown pants, yeah. Meredith is in some light wash boot cut jeans. Oh, yes. They are flayed. She's good. (laughs) Dark blue denim jacket, a gray tank top underneath. Everything is too big for her because she's so small. She's tiny. But yeah, George also comes in and sits next to Izzy but is turned away. Christina comes in and kind of keeps her distance, sits at the end of the bench. Yeah. And Meredith comes closer to Izzy but stays standing up, leaning against the the lockers and they're all there it's like oh they're here to support her this is the communal this is the support that she was wanting yeah and they all know that emily died yes we know um they don't really know how to help her but then meredith she has an idea so she grabs izzy and they both walk out yeah and there some exciting music starts to play in the background something's gonna happen yeah then they see another Bummer scene. Alex is yeah. <laughs> Alex is just bummed. He's sitting by Mr. Martin. Obviously, he's kind of given up on his search for something yeah. to help. He's there's not just still no... like furiously rifling through papers. He's like, nope. He's he's kind of accepting it. He's coming into acceptance, and Derek comes up behind him, and in a very kind way, um, tells him about the first person he killed. Yeah. Um, he sees that Alex truly does feel bad. It's not like he's just trying to cover his ass. He, like, yeah. realizes that Alex cares. Yes. And, and in in a profession of surgery, some people are going to die under your care. And it might be your fault. Yeah. Probably at some point. Yeah. You're going to make a mistake because you're a human. Yep. And that's kind of what the lesson was. Yeah. When Derek was a second-year resident... Um, person's name was james hansen he still yeah. knows he remembers this very vividly yeah which i think is the point yeah it's not a it's not a flippant thing it's not a thing that you can't take responsibility for you need to remember this so that you don't make, make that mistakes. mistake again yeah um and, and he, that's what he was trying to teach him yep he says go home alex you can't do anything and alex gets kind of choked up yeah and he says no one should die alone nobody should die alone Oh, oh, Alex. Ugh. Which, I mean, remember, Mr. Martin doesn't have any family. He doesn't have he anyone. He fired his assistant. He's not yes. any friends. Like, yeah, it's it's really sad. Yeah, and I think Alex, well, they kind of had a correlating thing where Mr. Martin was like, you don't have any friends either. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I am a hotshot surgeon. Like, yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he feels akin. He yeah. feels a little connection. And then we... He feels lonely. Oh. Christina is looking over. Uh, Constance, there's armed guards at the door again. Yep, we get a voiceover um, about another English man 400 years before, or something like that. Um, John Don. He thought that we were never alone. Of course he said it fancier than that. Um, but yeah, we see Christina and Constance... Finally, there's people watching her so that she can't eat a light bulb. She is awake, <laughs> and and Christina stumbles over her words. She goes, "Don't, don't, don't try and talk." Yeah, which I thought was, I I wondered why they had her do the line like stumble. That. Yeah, um, like I think she really was, I don't know, caught off guard or something. But turns out, um, Constance is gonna be fine. Um, she reaches out to touch Christina, and Christina backs up. Mm-hmm. Christina's telling her that they'll keep her for 10 days to make sure there's no infection. And she kind of turns away like, that's it. Yeah. But then she turns back 
after seeing those armed guards and kind of yeah. looking like, oh, maybe two weeks, just to be sure. And you see Constance smile. Yeah, like, she this smiles is a little bit of connection. Her. Yeah. A little friendship. A little humanity and, in her life. And the voiceover says the thing that John Don said, uh, no man is an island entire unto himself. Mm. Um, which I, I looked up, bef- like I had paused it in between or before that part. Yeah. And I was like, what did John Don say? What is the oh. thing that I need to know? And then she says and it then later. She says, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> in all my, no man is an island. <laughs> in all my psych classes, they oh, would wait. play, um, I am a rock. I am an island. And they would talk about like, in all of your people. psych classes? That feels... Well, <laughs> in more than two, like, multiple profs were like... weird. Let's listen. Because, it, <laughs> first of all, they love that music, but it is, it's like a... You can't do it on your own, whatever. You're not an island. <sighs> Stupid. Unto yourself. Um, and then, is he a Meredith? They're like, you had a compound? It looks weird. They're kind of walking past a fence, and it's kind of like, where are There's they? There's like a cement half wall, and it's like um, enclosed. Yeah, and then Meredith kind of grabs Izzy like, oh, she just saw something. She's like, oh, that's, that's him. him. <laughs> yeah, that's him, says yeah. Izzy. Which, I mean, we at this point, we know, we what, know what it we is. We know it's a dog. It's a shelter. Yeah, but at first you're like, what? You don't see that perspective. Though. Yeah. You don't see what they're seeing. And Derek is charting in an observation deck, and Addison sits down next to him. Yeah. And she says, I'm lonely, Derek. Yeah. And he puts his paperwork down right away. Mm-hmm. Just very attentive. I very like attentive, but he doesn't say anything, really, to no. address that. He doesn't address that, that uh, comment. Yeah. But he does share a snack with her, and you kind of see them chatting. Yeah. Um, this there the scene is sort of fading away, so we don't hear their conversation anymore. Yeah. But again, no one's a mind reader. You yep. got to tell the people mm-hmm. like I am lonely. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that. Oh, I don't like this. It's more I want to be with you. Yeah. Is what her she was really trying to say. Mm-hmm. But also, she doesn't really like the trailer. But, no. <laughs> but she wants to be with him. Yeah. Um. And Burke is at home having some food. Yes, Christina gets home and she's thinking about things. She kind of looks on and and decides to sit. Yep, he's eating. He's only got one plate in front of him now. More toast. He ignores her, (laughs) which I thought was a weird... Well, that's kind of what he was doing in the morning, too. It was like, don't. Don't spook the animal who's walking up to you. Like, pretend you don't care. And then she eats his toast. And yeah, she grabs really a piece of toast. That. Yeah, he yeah. smiles. Yeah, he's charmed by her. She's like, oh, I got her. I got her with the toast. Got her. Roped her in. Sneaked her. And then we see a puppy playing in Jumpy. Yes, a shaky dog is in Meredith's house playing with Izzy and Meredith and they are having a grand old time. Izzy is back uh, in pink, the cable knit sweater with a velvet pink yes. stripe down the arm. I think that's arm. what she was wearing under the jacket. Yeah. But yeah, it's but that, we can it's see that it sweater now. that she loves so much. Yeah. It's just... And they call him Doc and he's a cute little mutt. 
yeah, cute mutt. Um, they're playing with a toy, and then George kind of walks out, <laughs> very confused as to what's happening. What is going on? What is happening? And then they throw the toy at him, and the dog chases after him. And he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and they think that is the funniest thing. The two girls it laugh. It is pretty funny. And laugh and laugh. Hello. It is very funny. It's also really funny because he was so upset about the dog dogs are better than men oh yeah from earlier <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> um I'm not happy about it and then we kind of end on the babies together in the baby NICU. charlotte and kate hugging each other or not really hugging but, but like next cuddling. to each other yeah like yeah. oh they're just hanging out that's how they were for several weeks yeah. <laughs> in utero you yeah. know i was they gonna just, say nine months but that's not right <laughs> they just needed each other yeah, yeah. not quite nine months it's really sweet. It's a sweet ending, and of course, it's so hard to lose Emily, but... Yeah, yeah. It's definitely... Um, but it's a true-to-life sort of Right, thing, exactly. You know? Yeah, that's a pretty Not realistic... Not everything is going to have a happy ending. Yep. Gray's rarely has a happy ending. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And life, you know? Some days are very emotional and hard and... That's how the past few days have been. I would say in the last week, I've had more times where I've almost spit out my drink from laughing <laughs> than I have in the whole rest of my life. Well, like, that's good. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that's really nice. I've been trying to just, like, when that joy and that silly comes up, mm-hmm. really embrace it mm-hmm. and be like... Yeah. Give it space and reverence. Like, yeah. this is a happy thing. Yeah. Remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Trying, 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 trying. Good, good. I'm that sorry, your good. time has been so rough. And and you know what? Life can't always be good. Life can't always be happy. But, you know, a lot of when I feel emotional, it's because I'm seeing other people mm. being hurting and feeling emotional. So it's like yeah, <laughs> when there's the Kavanaugh stuff yeah. going on and yeah. you see all these women who have gone through severe traumas and yeah speaking their truths and yeah it's rough man yeah it's a really hard time for mm-hmm. a lot of people and um i don't at all mean to like downplay that oh no no um, no no yeah it's um hopefully a time that we'll look back on and say we didn't quit fighting right this was only the start and yeah a um, foothold in hopeful future <laughs> changing the fucking patriarchy yeah. yeah we gotta get some ladies yes in power and let's just get all the dudes out why bye, bye Listen, guys we've already had it be all dudes like we know how that goes we know how that goes we it's not always great yeah. so i think we can do better I think, um, <laughs> let's get all the women of color yeah all the positions and then see what happens folks with disabilities People yes. of minority groups. Yes. Like, LGBT. Yeah. Humans. Um, yeah. There's, yeah. I follow a girl, I think her name is, it's Jessica something, but she's a YouTuber and I follow her on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And she um, is deaf and uh, does like these amazing like 
beauty she dresses like super 1950s like oh, really cute, cute. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I think she did she wore something like that to her wedding like oh. it's yeah I don't know if her wife YouTubes as well but anyway I sure. just she's been a really good um avenue for me to like f- sometimes she'll put something out there like well all the like LGBT creators like plug their stuff here so mm-hmm. that people can find you kind of a yeah. thing which is nice using her platform to lift up other people yeah uh jessica kelgren fazard is her name um deaf and disabled tv presenter youtuber and sweet potato obsessive (laughs) is her tag um yeah so and she she did a video that a lot of people liked about um chronic illness and like chronic conditions um so yeah it's really good nice i like i said i haven't really watched her youtube videos but I like her Twitter a lot. So. Nice. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. Any creators you want to plug at all? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, a lot of good, um, slay the patriarchy type memes coming out of, uh, buffering the vampire slayer, which is a, a podcast that I love mm-hmm. a lot. Um, another queer women podcast with a love of Buffy, which is definitely one of my favorite shows. If not my favorite, maybe. Um, Buffering cast on Instagram. (laughs) But they had a lot of good, like they have a fuck off Parker shirt, which if you have seen Buffy, you know who Parker (laughs) is and how awful he is, which they, some, one of them wore the other day, um, like this is a good day to wear this shirt. Nice, because he he's a character who Buffy meets in college, and um, spoilers, they sleep together one night, and Buffy's kind of like, oh, this is kind of my new start. Yeah, it's happy, and they've had this kind of flirty relationship for a couple days. Yeah, and then he decides to ignore her the next day, and it's like, oh, just because we had sex doesn't mean we're gonna be in a relationship. Why oh, are you? No. And, yeah, he kind of makes fun of her for it, and he's the worst. But it's like, oh, this is... I mean, you can... It's so real. You don't owe her a relationship, but you don't need to mock her for things. Right. Like, you can... Oh, my God. Right. Um, that one, and then also another Buffy... Buffy the Style Slayer on Instagram <laughs> is another that? one that shows Buffy pictures and, like, talks about her style and stuff, but... um. Katie really wanted us to have a Buffy podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, we could, we could do Buffy because you've never seen it. And then I can like, yeah, walk you through that. But there's already so many. Yeah. And there's a few Grays also, but there yeah. isn't like a really standout Grey's yeah. Anatomy podcast the way that like buffering <laughs> is for, for I Buffy. I just like that you love <laughs> Of Buffy stuff. I want um, well, then, because they and I, I just looked on the Instagram, but I think it was stories that they were oh. that they were posting. But it was like with Buffy with a with a, a steak. steak and talking about how Doctor Ford is like she's a slayer. Nice, yeah. Um, the, slaying the patriarchy. The other account I'm really liking right now is the Sweet Feminist. Um, did you show me that? I don't think so, but I love that. So she bakes cakes and then writes stuff on them. And the one I'm looking at right now says, Kavadon is not a victim. 
She has other ones that says, stay outraged, um, believe survivors, yeah. Black Lives Matter, elect women. Um, you can use cakes. Sex work is work. Even cakes can be a way for you to use your platform to... Dude, whatever you love. A delicious platform to say the things that need to be said. Yeah, and I love the, like... I don't know, there's something about it being, like, traditional women's in the kitchen. Yeah. And then she's using it to be like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, like, any sort of... um, Needlework, which I'm an embroidery artist. Yes. So that sort of thing, there's a lot of people returning to that yes. as an art form and using that to really speak out on issues. Yeah, like and a really, traditional yeah. women's work. Yeah. Quote, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, use what you got, man. Um, you know what was another traditional women's thing? Um, making beer. Yes. Alewives. Yes. Were uh, women who made beer back in the day. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they would stand by their cauldrons mm-hmm. and they would brew the mm-hmm. beer. And people didn't really like that, that these mm-hmm. individual single women often, you know, probably queer women yeah. a lot of the time or yeah. women who just wanted to be able to support themselves and not necessarily get married to do that dudes yeah um uh making this beer and being able to make money by themselves yeah people didn't really like that and then they started going against them and you know saying things about them that uh hmm, uh that they were witches oh Oh, you have (laughs) some dark so you're like oh you know you think about the stereotypes of witches Uh and it goes back to things like that and other other situations too but they people were latched on to that title yeah who weren't necessarily into witchcraft right they were just women on the outskirts yeah who didn't necessarily conform to societal norms yeah yeah it's really uh there's a lot there like you if you're if that so at all, all piqued your interest. All you bros who really like your beer, thank a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Thank a witch. Do you think we have a, a lot of bros that listen to our podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what if we did though? Listen, bros, oh, we would love to have you. I like, love that. I, I hope you do listen. I hope you listen and that you are like Alex and you're really deep down. <laughs> You want to change your ways, but you just don't know how. I hope you dance. Remember that song? I hope you change. Hope you change. I hope you still feel strong when you stand beside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand beside the ocean. I think it still feels small. Small, yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. That's why I stopped. I was like, wait, that's <laughs> the wrong words. Whenever I wind up closes, I hope one more opens. Promise me that you'll give faith a fighting chance. And when you get the choice to sit it out or dance, I hope you dance. I hope you dance. Oh, so long. Thanks.
Thank you for listening in. This has been Shades of Grey is a Dark and Twisty Podcast. I am Katie. I'm Bethany. You can find we us on Instagram, Shades of Grey's Pod. You can email us, shadesofgrayspod at gmail.com. Yes. And yeah, we love you. Eat some Doritos if you're feeling it. Eat some Doritos. Drink some beer. Yeah. I don't really like beer, but... You don't have I to. Don't. No, you don't have to. Do what you want. Be you. Just don't hurt anybody. We love you as yourself. Do you know that line in... Um, the, uh, what's the song that says uh, Space Jam? And it's like... <laughs> uh, I, I, there's a line in the song okay. that goes, Work your body, work your body, just make sure you don't hurt nobody. Yeah! That's, That's like a, a good, good philosophy. Good rule of thumb. Yeah. Yes. Except... Don't use that phrase. <laughs> you know that phrase? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, phrase Don't is, use that phrase. Um, you I could hit rule. your wife with anything that wasn't any thicker than your thumb. Yeah, the width okay. of your thumb. Smaller than... Yeah, I forgot about that. I, well, it's because it's in our vernacular. Yeah. God damn the patriarchy. Okay, we gotta go. We gotta go fight the patriarchy. Let's go slay some demons. Stab, 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 st